every time my alarm goes off. Depends on the sport a little bit, but it just, it. I need to worry that bad what I can say. I'm so excited to hit this workout. Yeah. I'm so glad my parents never let me. You're listening to the Live, Live, Play podcast. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Live, Live, Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Kinsler, and today on the show, I have the pleasure to interview Ben Hollander. H- Holland, Hollander. Hollander, you got it right. You, make, you sure get it right. First take. <laughs> so Ben is a sports and performance coach at the Spot Athletics from Clo- uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, I've been following Ben for a while. I've been following the Spot Athletics for quite some, for a few years now. And... The reason why I asked Ben on the show is he anything I see in the social media in regards to development of young athletes, youths, um, whether it's in sports or not sports, it seems to be just hitting the nail on the head. And I just generally wanted to have a chat with him. So I reached out and Ben, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Stephen. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, uh, you taking an interest in uh, the content I've been putting out. And yeah, I've been excited yeah. to message me. I was at it. I was uh, very excited to be on. No, uh, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And I, I do appreciate it. Uh, and even like, I, I noticed that I was on one of your posts today. You were playing the, the ball game. Uh, we use, we do cones, uh, like hands on your hips, your knees, and it gets highly competitive. And I just, just the fact that you incorporate games into, into what the youths do. But like for you, so how did you get into coaching uh like personal training strength conditioning but then more importantly for kind of what like i like i have you on the show for is how did you kind of then end up working with youths sure um so i was i mean similar to a lot of people i believe uh i've I've always been involved with athletics i've always been involved with uh fitness and exercise and training um you know i started weightlifting at an early age um you know, I always loved training, but the more I, the more knowledgeable and more experience I got with my own training, uh, over time, I would find myself, myself in situations where people would approach me at the, in the weight room or at the fitness club and ask me for advice, ask me for tips and all that stuff. And, you know, it was flattering at first, but like, you know, I realized I genuinely, genuinely liked helping people with their own fitness. And I, I would say it, it got to the point where I, I felt like I was, I was enjoying helping other people more than I was uh, helping myself with my own training. And yes. so that's, that's kind of what really got me going back down the path of, of uh, training, uh, personal training and uh, strength coaching, if you will. Um, and uh, you know, my path, ultimately led me to Columbus, Ohio to work uh, at the Spot Athletics. Um, and uh, it's, it's been, uh, I'll be honest, it's been an absolute dream working there for the last few, or for the last four years because it's allowed me to really uh, work with the demographics that I truly love working with, like youth, teens, uh, you know, high school, getting ready for college and all that stuff. Yeah. And like that is like, is Again, for people that mightn't understand, it it's it, it's it takes time to build up that knowledge. Obviously, you have to go study, you have to do college, uh, and then over the years, you're 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 you 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 I suppose you, you find out an awful lot um, through just implementation and practice. And I find that 
one of the, one of the things that I've noticed a lot from working with because working with adults to working with youths is that the the changes that youths go through, even down to the simplest one of growth spurts, um, are huge. And as I find that a lot of um, people that start in kind of youth sports or youth coaching, they kind of treat them like smaller adults and just expect them to do the job. Whereas you need to kind of understand that firstly, mentally, they're not prepared physically, their body's changing. Uh, Guys are going through male puberty, girls are going through female puberty. Like there's a lot of balls in the air and then you expect them to be, elite to the point where you I think as a coach you have to have a lot more empathy for working with kids and teens and uh, for for you I suppose I'm alluding to like how how did you find that transition of working did you just kind of naturally feel comfortable working with youths like personally for me when I started it I just knew from day one is what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. so for me I I love working with kids. I've, I always have work, loved working with kids. Um, that that interest has always been there. Um, I love the I love the energy that they bring at that age, um, and uh, and their just their enthusiasm and their optimism for life and all that stuff. It's 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 wonderful to work with them. Um, I would say the trans. So that was always natural for me. Mm-hmm. I would say the transition and I guess maybe the uh, evolution, if you will, has been with me and understanding kind of like how to work with them and how to train them. Um, you know, and it kind of like uh, what you were, you know, referencing just a minute ago, just how uh, they are not young adults. They're not yeah. small, you know pro or college athletes or even high school athletes for that matter. And it took a lot of, ex- it took, it took experience and it took time to kind of realize that and understand that. And, and uh, ultimately shift my approach uh, of w- working with them and, and find, you know, figure out really where I needed to, how I needed to approach them, at, you know, from a training standpoint. Um, I- yeah. And then when you when you're working with because like obviously you work with a lot of teams and I, what like just kind of if you quickly what what sports are you currently working with I know like as, as on your Instagram there's there's tons of different groups you seem to be working with but what kind of sports would be your main sports but all in general like how many different types of sports do you work with because each sport I suppose requires different programming based off obviously their muscles and what they're required to do in the field or on the court. Sure. Um, so at least at the moment, uh, I'm, I'm more, I work with a lot of hockey teams, uh, soccer teams, uh, lacrosse, uh, and, um, you know, even, uh, even a couple of, uh, volleyball, uh, clubs. Um, so, you know, and then, and over the years I've, I've had experience working with other sports, but at the moment that's, that's, those are the sports that I'm working with right yeah. now, both female and male teams. Um, and that in itself pre- presents, you know, different, yeah. different approaches, different challenges as well. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and having, being able to work with that variety of different sports, it, it also is, makes it really enjoyable. Yeah. 
And like, like you know, like here it's still it's this very slow burner that kids who are playing sports could do a strength and conditioning. Like I think all sports should have. Well, here, like I suppose my point would be is that by the time you become a professional, if you make it that far, you will be giving a strength and conditioning coach. If you get to college at a high level, you'll be given a strength and like this in Ireland and Europe. Yep. I know in America in high school there's more, it's more prevalent. Um so I don't understand why if we know it works, why aren't we doing it across all sports at even a younger age? <laughs> because like what for you how important is strength and conditioning or performance training for kids that play sports? Hugely important. Hugely important. I would, I mean, it, it is in my mind, it is so important that it. I mean, you can never make people train, but like it should, it's, I believe like it's approaching, you know, the, uh, the need of like, it should almost be required yeah almost uh and i don't even i don't even mean like they have to necessarily be working with weights they can be doing you know you don't have to be working with weights to mm. be you know you know engaging and participating in a strength and conditioning program you know there's i mean you can get a great ton of benefit out of just doing body weight strength work especially for the you know the youths and uh yeah and the beginning athletes um but it, it's it's just huge, and even if it's even if the athlete is not participating in a non-contact sport, um, it can have a huge it can have a huge benefit as far as just as I'm sure you know, just non-contact injuries yes. and just being healthy and staying safe. Uh, so it's it's re I believe it's it's really really important, and uh, I think it is you know at least out here in the U.S. I think it has gotten a lot better over the years it's certainly a lot better than how it used to be mm. but you know i think we we also have a ways to go out here as well yes so. well i, I do I, I think like because every sport no matter what sport like i know like you, you you work with like you say you work with hockey um i know that the girls i've worked with from hockey uh most of them i get we generally get kids in who are like big into their sport when they're injured I get, I get, like, I get a mention when they're injured. So I get anyone from hockey is generally, I've got a, I've got a bad knee and I've got bad hips and I've got bad, bad lower back. I'm like, yeah, basketball players, I've got bad shoulders, got bad hips, got bad knees, rugby players, soccer players, no ham, like ridiculously weak hamstrings compared to the quads. And you kind of go like every sport is an overuse injury waiting to happen if it's, not maintained and they, like you said like the basics of body weight training extra mobility work um even so like, re, like again what you guys are really really good at like reaction drill training all that kind of speed mm -hmm. agility quickness uh which doesn't take an awful like doesn't take extra equipment i know uh it, it takes some but it doesn't take an awful lot to help a kid develop and become like bulletproof, I suppose, to a point, unless it's a collision sport where it doesn't matter how bulletproof you are. If you get hit sure, wrong, yeah, you get hit wrong. There's always going to be that risk. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, but like, even on top of that, where like, how, for, I'd say 90% of our program, most of our kids, oh, yeah, 80 to 90% of our program, I'd say most of our kids, not teens, 
don't play sports. And mm-hmm. they're with us because they don't have either the coordination or just kind of, they never took to a, a sport naturally because it just didn't suit them. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have guys, do you, like, do you have programs at Spot Athletics where it's, you're just working with kind of general public and just helping kids become more aware of themselves and stronger in that aspect? Sure. No, we, we, we definitely do have uh, kids uh, that would fall under kind of that category as they're looking to develop physically, develop that coordination, develop that strength. And they don't, at the moment, participate in the sport. Sometimes, sometimes eventually they, you know, them training mm. helps guide them towards the sport because they like the training and they like the culture and they like the environment of training and they want it to apply it to a sport. And sometimes they they just call it good with the training and they, yeah. they, you know, that's all they need. You know, at the moment at the spot athletics in our, uh, small group training, uh, programs, uh, we don't have a separate, we don't have a separate program for those types of individual, those individuals that are not participating in the sports, whether they're, whether the, uh, the teen or the youth is participating in a sport or not. They'll be they 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 usually train together if they're yeah. participating in the small group training, um, but it's uh, I would say uh, it's it's hugely impactful for those kids even though if they're not playing sports it's it's huge for just not just their physical development but I would say it goes even further and it helps them develop their just their confidence. Yeah, I, 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 and I think that's like building confidence and leaving the confidence through movement will build our confidence. And we, we've had it where we've had some kids that like haven't excelled. A one girl in particular, she's been with us seven years. She was not big into uncoordinated. Not, it wasn't natural to her. She had to really work hard. And she's with us seven years. After four years, she started playing hockey. Wow. And as her as her mom says, she's still she's just wiry. She's just she's all over the place, but she she loves playing hockey. But you couldn't get her on the on the hockey pitch two years earlier or three years earlier because her confidence wasn't there. But her confidence in herself that she knows, listen, I can do A, B, and C in the gym, so I can definitely do that out there. And I like that transition. I think is used because I think when a lot of kids go to sport. Like my son started off in um, Irish sport, GAA, Gaelic football and hurling. And uh, as much as I want him to play it, he's just, he's not in, he's just not into it. And uh, now he's kind of looking at rugby and basketball. And I'd love him to play basketball. I, that was my sport growing up. Um, but again, it's, <laughs> I suppose kids need to kind of, be given an awful lot more opportunity in sport, but also my son does like I'm, he does gymnastics. He's six now, so he's allowed, allowed to attend our, our junior kids program here, uh, which he's learning. I don't coach him because I don't think I, uh, dad should coach his, his kid. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's problems that's right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I think that's an absolute big thing um, in regards to just letting kids kind of figured out and giving them the time. Sorry, my, my point being is that I suppose in a lot of sports where there's so many kids involved at the beginning, 
a coach and nine times out of 10, that coach is a voluntary coach. Um, they don't have the time or the expertise to work specifically with an uncoordinated kid and they'll lean more naturally to the gifted kids because they're easier to work that's with. Easier. Yeah. Yeah. I find that uh, that's definitely something to be true. And as much as you'd like to kind of educate the world on how it could be done better, mm-hmm. if you're doing the job for free and you've got 60 kids every weekend to try and deal with, yeah, and there's the one kid that doesn't really want to do much because they just don't get it yet. <clears throat> like, right. you can understand from that point of view, but like the fact that like the likes of strength and conditioning or like physical exercise is something that kids can enjoy. And I think all kids should be shown. I think there's something in every child or teen where you can show them as a strength coach how strong they are at something, whether it's like you got like the kid who can do like loads of pull-ups and push-ups, right? You can show them. Then you got like maybe a big kid who can't do bodyweight stuff, but could pick up a heavy kettlebell and walk really well with it or a loaded carry. And you could show them that they're super strong there and, I think one one of the things I used to always say to especially kind of bigger kids that we'd get in is if you give me a year, I'll make you the strongest kid in your school. Uh And that was the buy-in every time. If you put a year in, you'll be the strongest kid in school. And they were like, yeah, I'm in. Now they still want to be able to (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because every kid has a win and every kid has a strength. And I think as as a coach, well, for, for me and what we do here, it's especially with kids that don't naturally take the sport. Our job yeah. is to find their strength and be willing to put the time and effort into keep because they're going to have probably more bad days than good days if they're not naturally gifted to excel in. And I'm sure you've seen that with like it's, it's going to take time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And the other thing, I suppose, kids have so much time. Like it, it's not like they're they've got like two years before they go pro. They've they've so much time to develop that you yeah. don't need to. And I suppose that leads me on to sports um, like overtraining. Um, and I'm sure you've seen it where like we like for example, I've I've two girls that at one point were training for three different teams for mm-hmm. basketball. They were doing camps. Did no off season. And they were starting to build up the little, the niggles, the injuries. Yep. Um, so like, how, how would you approach uh, an athlete like that? Who's just literally burning themselves out, but it's kind of, sure, sure. this is what they have to do if they want to be the best. So where would you go? Where, how would you approach that? I'll be honest. That's a, that's an issue that I'm, I am dealing with currently. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I, I have, um, uh, the athletes that come to mind right now, I, you know, I have a I have a contingent of very high high level uh, female soccer players. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, you know, they're they're early high school. Like I'd say, most of them are like freshmen, some sophomores, but they're you know they're high level soccer players. They play for a high level um, club, or soccer club in the area that competes on a national level. You know, these they're 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 flying to other parts of the country to play in these um, showcases and all that stuff, and and so they play their they play their uh, their club season, which usually which extends from 
fall all the way through the summer almost or, or, or maybe not fall, more like winter all the way through the summer but then yeah. as soon as as soon as their as soon as their club season ends almost immediately a week later uh their their high school season starts and so you know they're playing they're almost playing their sport year round yeah and it's 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 kind of like um you know it's it's where do, it creates the problem of like how, where are we fitting in uh, our our physical development and yeah. our development and our speed development? How are we? How are we one helping? Our, where where in the calendar year are we gonna? Are we helping ourselves get stronger, faster, and and making our bodies more resilient to uh, to hold up against the wear and tear of this this year long uh, uh, effort, if you will? Yeah. So, that's that's kind of what I'm. Uh, honestly, I don't have the answer for that right now. <laughs> Individual, me as a coach, yeah. and, and if you know, um, if there, are, if you or other coaches out there have some ideas, I'm all ears. But uh, it's tricky um, because yeah. you know they, the club scene is where they get is where they're gonna probably get the most exposure to the college coaches that yeah. they want to eventually play for. But then at the same time, um, they really want to play uh, for their high school teams too. And yeah. they want to, you know, have, a, have the high school experience and, and almost in a way like uh, playing high school ball is, is in, some, at, in some ways one of their few connections to the school that they go to because they're like they, they have – you know, it, it it's a lot of sacrifice playing on these high level club teams because you don't get the you don't get the social life that yeah. most most uh, high school uh, athletes get. Yeah, so it's just, it's different. I like I I see it like I know, and this, and this is something that was said to me before, and it's one hundred percent true, and it's happened to me once. Is that the last person to get hired is the coach, strength coach? First person to get fired is strength coach. Because strength coach is too honest. Uh, <laughs> I had a girl, like all talents, mm -hmm. and injury. She came to me with injuries. We worked on them, fixed one knee. Then she left, came back. But she was playing. There was no off season. There was no downtime. Mm -hmm. And it actually, did she stopped working with us uh, um, because she was too busy and too injured. She couldn't try come and train because of injury. Uh, mm -hmm. And then she just stopped. And the last time I seen her, she was on crutches. <clears throat> she's no longer playing national. And I don't know where she, I don't even know where she, what she's doing now, but it was just one of those things is that she had the option of scholarships, uh, all of this stuff, but they just kept pushing her to play. And mm -hmm. I'm like, who, who, who wins out of this? Like yep, the, yep. The, the teenager doesn't. Um, but it is, it's a hard conversation to say, listen, I think, Think your daughter might be doing too much, and then yeah, yeah. maybe like because every every sport in the world has a season. Yep, and they have an on season, an off season, and then in the off season they're not allowed to do an awful lot. Yeah, then that's why there's a preseason because it's mm -hmm. the body needs to recover, and I just find that what what happens, what we're seeing is kids are getting out of sport called due to injury which is mm -hmm. horrendous or physical uh, mental burnout, which I've seen too. I've seen where kids have just quit sport because one guy 
really good at rugby. Um, and he just one day went, I can't do it anymore. It's too much pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm getting pressure too much. I just, I, and his answer was, because I asked him, well, why was the big thing? And it was an incident that happened that it was the catalyst. But he goes, I play a sport to enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm not enjoying it. So I don't want to play it. And I was like, that's a very valid reason. He goes, I'm not getting paid. If I'm getting paid a lot of money, yeah, fair enough. But this is meant to be fun. I'm, he was 17 at the time. He just quit sport, all sport. Yep. And you're like, man, that's because of the pressure. It's unfortunate. And yeah. It happens a lot. Yeah, I, I, I just don't. Um, yeah, it's. I don't think they're like, what's the answer? Like you say, like we don't. We know the the, the realistic kind of. Well, you need to probably do more balance and training. You need to take more time off. Yeah, you're not. You're not going to do it because yeah. you need to. You need to be seen, and you need to build your highlight reel and all these things. And but uh, I was talking to. A guy, Coach Matt Lyle, uh, was a baseball coach, and he was like saying, one percent of all athletes make it. Yeah, one percent will get paid well. Uh, everyone else is. He goes, not to be rude, but that's you're you're never going to make it. And we had a, I had a, a friend of mine used to work for a, a, a team called Leinster in Ireland, one of our, uh, Europe's biggest rugby teams. Exactly. And he would say that the young guys that would come through is like, oh, I'm going to be the next big thing. And they'd be like, you're not. And they'd know straight away. And then the, the, I suppose the crazy thing that we've seen is that with these teenagers that were coming through, it was like, if you have an injury at 14, 15, 16, you're just a number because they know there's a guy that's younger than you that's going to do the same job, if not better. That's not because, injured, yeah. Yeah, uh, be- because at the end of the day, sport eventually becomes the business of winning. Yep. And it's not about the player. It's about winning and winning at all costs. And I think that's, I suppose that's, <clears throat> oh, that's one of the things I don't like about sport, I suppose. The way they, the way they push kids that way or teens in that direction. But at the same time, it's what makes sport sport, winning. Yep. And specialization, and you need specialization at a point. Um, but what, what would be, I suppose, uh, what would be your thought on um, kids doing more multi sports? I'm, I'm like a huge fan of multi sport athletes for sure. Uh, certainly, all through the youth youth phase, teen phase. Um, I mean, I understand. I understand uh, the uh, the pressure, the push, and the the need to specialize at, at some point. Um, I think that, uh, you know, eventually we all do, mm. I think, but I think the later you're able to put that off, I feel it's, I feel the later you can put push off, put off a uh, specialization, the better. Yeah. In my opinion, I think that playing uh, multi sports, uh, it's, it's not going to help you have a, a better all around rounded, uh, athletic experience but you know i'm 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 in the i'm in the group that's that believes that you know being a multi-sport athlete is ultimately going to help you be better in the sport that you ultimately do s- specialize in yeah um you know you're going to develop a lot of different skills that you might not develop in the your chosen sport uh i think you're you're gonna 
give your body exposure to multitude of different other things, movements, uh, energy system demands that might maybe your select your chosen sport might not get give you uh exposure to and um it's going to uh i think having that more well-rounded experience is going to help you uh mitigate any chance of overuse screening burnout anything like that um so I, I think I think multi, being a multi-sport athlete is is a is a great thing, and I and I I always encourage my athletes to to kind of go that route as long yeah. as they can, because eventually you they will have to you know if they take it far enough, like they oh, will yeah. realize eventually. Yeah. Um. So you know, do it while you can, because eventually you know it's good. If you go long enough, you're gonna you will get to the point where. You know, you gotta you gotta give your final rose to to one. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and and that's normal. Like every everyone falls into, like for me, I grew up in a soccer family, or for, we'd call it football football family. I never really liked football. Um, I I found basketball when I went to like what you'd say high school or secondary school, and I you could not get me off a of basketball court. That was my sport. Mm. Uh, shy under six foot, can't jump. Not really ever going to make the NBA, uh, <laughs> but like it was my sport and I love to play. And I, I did the injuries to prove the, what the sport can do to uh, youths. But um, sure, yeah, I, I do think that at a point you have to, you would have to pick a sport. And specialization does come eventually. It's an eventuality. Um, but I suppose when you're working with any of your guys, and like, have you ever had to have the conversation with an athlete? Or youth in regards to right, you're 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 doing this, this you're doing two or three different sports, and they're kind of they're not sure where to go, and they're kind of looking to you for advice. Have uh, you ever had to kind of have those kind of sit down chats? I had I've had yeah, it one, I've only had it once so far in my in my in my working with youths. It was not a fun one. Oh no, um, I I have had. I've had two of those chats. Uh, fortunately, they, they they went okay. They weren't too. We didn't have to make any hard decisions in these yes. first two. Um, you know, it, they. You know, I, I. You know, they they were they were both athletes that had. Uh, you know, they were choosing between sports. Um, in this case, they were choosing be between two sports that were occurring during the same season. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I asked, uh, all right, which one, which one are you, uh, which one are you bet? Which one are you better at? And, uh, they'd be like, Oh, I'm, I'm better at sport a, you yeah. know? And I'm like, all right, well, uh, which one do you like the best? Fortunately, sport a was also <laughs> the answer. So, so that made it for a very easy decision. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, uh, choose the one that you like the best. Yeah. And choose the one that you're better at. Um, and un and so uh, that made for a kind of a uh, – I think, I think it was like a – they really liked the other sport, but like, you know, the other the, – the sport that they ultimately went with was the one that they were the best at. And so yes. – uh, that made it easy, but you know, I believe that if the situation was a little different and they're like, Oh, I'm best at this sport. 
but I really like this one the best. Mm. Um, you know, if honestly, if, if, if that is the conversation and if I ever cut, find myself in that type of situation where I'm helping and talking to an athlete and I'm trying to help them decide, uh, you know, I honestly believe that I'm, I'm probably going to encourage them to go with the one that they like the best. Yeah. Honestly. Well, that, was, that, that was the situation I ended up in. Okay. I got asked by a mom and the guy, the, the kid was a swimmer yep. and he was winning. I think between 10, 11, 12 years of age, he was winning pretty much most things. Uh, and he also loved Gaelic football. And hurling, and he was getting selected for the county, which would be the state team. Um, and the the timetable for swimming plus the timetable for Gaelic, because you had to play club and then you had to play county. Um, it was just he was he was starting to tire out and getting burnt out a little bit. And the problem is, is that he between the age of 10, 11, 12, other kids start to grow. He wasn't. So when it was put to me, where like, would you have a chat with him? The kind of conversation was, which one do you like more? And it was swimming was the one he liked because he had more fun with swimming. Even though it's an individual sport, he had more friends, more fun. And I'm like, well, you you like, <clears throat> I'm going to be brutally honest with you, is that you're not going to be very tall. We just know this because of your growth spurts and how things are going uh it's not a bad thing it's just most sp swimmers will be six two plus if not more mm -hmm. so regardless of how good you are you're eventually going to start losing because a guy will be taller than you and i said if you love swimming and you want to keep going at it we'll figure it out and we'll work towards it but i have to prepare you that these things could happen or more than likely will happen um because if you look at our 14 year olds now versus him, they're all taller than him. Uh, so like and, and a lot taller. He's just gonna be a shorter kind of guy. Um, he still swims, <clears throat> he plays Gaelic more, he's kind of fallen into that and he loves it more, and he, he does it more now. Uh, okay. but he made the right decision, but he still he uses swimming more as an outlet, I think, now. <clears throat> okay. Uh, like he swims and he enjoys it, but he he understands where where he is in regards to it uh and it was a, it was a kind of a tricky one because i knew i didn't i don't like to tell kids what they should do i think all decisions should come from them um yep. and advising him on what he should or shouldn't do or, or any of them or what they should and shouldn't do i don't like being put in that position because <clears throat> i don't want to be the reason they made they regret it two three years down the line if you, you tell want me to come from them yeah, if you tell me that all you want to do is be a swimmer, then I'll go, right, let's be the swimmer. Like, let's go for it. Um, but he made, he made a different decision, and it was a – I suppose the first time doing it was weird <clears throat> just to be kind of given a position where you can influence someone, mm. and it could be positive or negative depending on your experience as a coach. I thought that was kind of cool. But your, your, your experiences, because obviously they, they picked the sport that they liked <clears throat> and were good at. I yeah, yeah. that's 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 the kind of ideal conversations you want to be having uh when you have to have those conversations i think um now it, if like i said if if the situation ever arises where it's that the the two don't line up it's you know I, i'm always a, I'm, like i said i'm a proponent of like 
doing what you do, what you believe you love to do. Yeah. I think, I think uh, it may be a harder road. And if it is a harder road, like, you know, kind of like how you, you just uh, described your conversation, like, and, and kind of laying out, Hey, these are going to be the challenges and this is the adversity that you're going to experience having this type of body type engage, you know, going after this type of sport. These are the types you're, you're going to be competing, going up against. And this is, this, it will be a physical disadvantage as long as you're okay with that, you know, you know, you know, go for it. But, yeah. you know, I think it, it's also good to kind of lay out like, Hey, this is, this is, you know, this is likely the road ahead. Yeah. Now, if you're still in, you know, go for it. But, yeah. And I, 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 again, I don't mind what you want to do. You want right, to, right. you want to be the best bowler in the world or bowls or swimmer or climbing, uh, climbing trees. I don't care. Like there is a right. way, there's a way I can help you. I'll, we'll, we'll help you get, we'll help you be the best version of you for that sport. Um, but I suppose like you working with so many different um, ages and like obviously like males and females, um, do you guys like, I suppose we do a bit of mindset work. Like it's not mindset. We sit down and we have good conversations with the group just about like what their, what their, what their goals are. And then we ask a lot of questions in regards to um, what do you fear in regards mm-hmm. to your sport where do you want to be? How are you going to get there? What decisions will you make today to make that happen? And I know like on your, on social media, like in the post, you, you say like getting the work done and, but do you have those kind of, cause I, I suppose I think it's more uh, relevant now with after with all this COVID thing that yes. kids need more, more understanding of how to process, I, I suppose. Yes. 100%. Yeah, no, we, we, we definitely do do a, a good deal of mindset work. Um, you know, usually it occurs in the passing moments before the session begins yeah. or, or at the end of the session when we have our, when we have our, uh, our uh, athlete group huddle and we go over, you know, highlight of our highlight of the workout or something we noted, you know, something we noticed uh, another athlete do well in that session. We kind of, we kind of put the spotlight spotlight on somebody else, and then we talk about like goals. What in some and that's going to change. Sometimes our goals are something that you know what are, what's our goal for our next workout. Sometimes our goal is like what what's our goal for next the next week or or that upcoming sports season. Um, unfortunately, our you know we only you only have so many. You have you only have so many minutes with yeah. that athlete in that hour, and so it's kind of like um, you know it'd be it would be amazing to kind of really deep dive into them, have more opportunity to deep dive into the mindset stuff. But um, uh, but wherever the opportunity is, you know, we definitely try to help that and address yes. that. That's definitely a thing, and and you know, like you said, with with kind of like where the world has been in the last few years with COVID and just all the challenges that uh, uh, are facing everybody right now. Like, you know, it's, they, these are things that are challenging adults. So, mm, yeah. you know, yeah. I can only imagine what these things feel like with youth who already, 
you know, some of their biggest challenges are not feeling like they matter and not yeah. feeling like they're in control. And so when you throw in a pandemic and all the things that go with a pandemic on top of it, like, you know, it, it can only imagine what that is like. And it's no reason why, you know, things like depression and, uh, you know, all the other unfortunate things that go, you know, usually hand in hand with that are kind of huge epidemics right now with yeah. our youth and um no mindset is huge and you know I, as a coach i i i um any chance i get i try to like put a big emphasis on trying to uh, uh you know acknowledge that mindset is a thing because a lot of athletes you know especially the youth athletes it's um it's not always obvious that your mindset is something that you can control that you have yeah. power and that's something that you can develop oh yeah yeah in a, in a big way in a big way uh we like during the summer <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> uh during, during during the summer we do uh like teen camps and at the start the first session we spend a half an hour talking about what's the outcome of the next eight weeks what are you looking to do uh what are you willing to do to get in there but even if for example today i went to, i actually went to watch which is i think it's the first time i've ever watched one is a, a, a soccer match uh my nephew was playing and we were, we were in the area so we said we call in and he got beaten 4-2 and he was not happy and all the comments that i heard uh, from the pitch and from just people talking to him were oh yeah well were those kids older and all looking like it was always <clears throat> the excuse and I just went up to him when he finally finished he wasn't in a good mood I went up and he goes uh, how do you think you played today I didn't play well what do you think you can do better next time oh, I, I need to be more aware what do you think where do you think your team fell short I goes, if you played that team before, he goes, yeah. Did you? How did it go? If we bet them uh, three, three nothing. I said, so you lost four two, but you've bet them three nothing. You know you can beat them. So what went yep, wrong? Yep. How can we? How can we look at it differently? He's like, well, I suppose like if the mid, he, he said, the, if the midfield spread it better, I think we could have got more balls through. I was like, mm -hmm. do you think that's something you should say to your coaches <clears throat> and say to your team? And he was like, well, yeah. After that. He was back to being a 14-year-old. He was doing uh, sprint races with the other kids, and I jumped in for one or two, which is going to pay up, pay pay badly tomorrow, I know. Um, but, yeah, he, he... So you got your hamstrings intact still? Almost. <laughs> Close. <laughs> There's still, still a bark in this dog every now and again. Um, but just having that quick conversation, just asking him how getting him to process it in his own head sure he was able to kind of go okay so like oh yeah i know what to do now and then he leave it and go on which is really good um so obviously ben we're kind of getting we're into i don't want to take up too much of your time because i think like well i could talk to pretty much most people about this stuff for hours um but I kind of I'll ask um, I kind of leave on this one and again it's uh, it's the one I've asked everyone I like this one because most people say what's your dream what's your goal uh, I like to ask what someone's fear is 
And I'll give, for my example would be, and I, I've said this in nearly every podcast I've done so far, is my goal is uh, my fear, biggest fear is not being the dad that I want to be to my son and my uh, my daughter. I have a, a new daughter. Um, that'll be my cheers. She is a nightmare. She won't sleep. I'm exhausted. My wife's Boy. exhausted for sure. She smiles at you, and then it's it's over. You're like, okay. And she just <laughs> learned to she learned to blow kisses. That's uh-huh. Melting my heart, so she gets away with an awful lot <laughs> more than my son would. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. you have a you've a you've a daughter. You have a daughter. I, n- I. Uh, so uh, my girlfriend has oh, yeah, a seven year old daughter, and um, yeah, but she has me wrapped around her fingers. Yeah, hopefully. so it's you know it's I, I, I feel like I get it. Yes, yeah. you know, there's, there's nothing I wouldn't do for her. Yeah. Um, so like, would you have like, what would be your biggest fear and uh, re- even work life, anything? Sure. Um, I guess there's, there's two, for, for me right now at this point in my life, I, I, I would say there's, there's, there's two fears and, and they're kind of the same thing, but they, they're, they're the same thing, but for the two kind of, uh, main sides of areas of my life and that's uh number one uh uh not not being the uh the best uh uh the best uh partner for my girlfriend that i could possibly be and that she deserves and and the best uh male figure that i can possibly be for her seven-year-old daughter um you know they're they're kind of my world and they yeah create they uh they provide the balance of in my life opposite the uh the extreme uh intensity that i i put towards my coaching and so yeah. they kind of, they they bring the they kind of balance me out which in turn ultimately I, you know they they make me a better coach yeah oh yeah <laughs> so, um i understand that you know making sure that you know you know, making sure that I, I, I give them the apps, I'm able to be the absolute best for them. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I guess the fear is, uh, uh, not achieving, not being that. Uh, so I, like, I believe that I, you know, I will, alter, I, I will be that it's mm. the fear that drives me to always be better and always yeah. critique myself and, and always, uh, kind of, that doesn't allow me to be satisfied with myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. I, I, that is, and I, I the, again, the reason, one of the reasons why I ask those questions is because I find that when you have that, when you ask those questions to yourself, you then realize like the answer you gave is that you won't be satisfied at just being okay. You're always going to strive to Correct. be better because you're doing it for other people. And I think when you're doing, like you should always do stuff for yourself, but I think when you have that catalyst of another person in your life or people in your life, you will go the extra mile. You will sacrifice where needed and you will be better. Uh, and then you are able to give them what you feel they need in life, which I think is a really good thing for, for me, especially with, with um, my kids. And, and, and I always say the kids and my wife as well. I, had to leave her out quite a bit. <laughs> she doesn't listen to my podcast, so she just she never. 
<laughs> she might listen to this one. I, I, I'll, I'll get it when I go home. Um, but Ben, um, firstly, thanks. Oh, sorry, the, the other. Oh, sorry, the other. Yeah, about that. The other thing. The other thing was uh, uh, not being, uh, not being the, you know, the best coach that I can possibly be for my athletes and uh, the best, the best uh, teammate that I can be for the uh, the uh, amazing coaching staff that I'm a part mm-hmm. of at Spot Athletics. So you know that's 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 the other half. That's the other half to the yin and the yang for yeah. me. Yeah. Like uh, the fear that you know, if I'm afraid of something, that's those are the things that I would you know be afraid of, and and those those are kind of like the driving forces. Yeah. So there's the home. There's the home side of it, and then there's the uh, the work. The work. Yeah. And it, like like I say, I think it's a necessary thing uh, because everyone has goals and dreams. And aspirations but i think that is the what the 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 driving force behind it especially for me is a bigger factor of i want to live up to what i want my son and daughter to have this type of father and i want my youths and my my, again the guys in the gym it'd be very similar to yours to only ever have the best of what i can offer when i do it um but yeah no yeah hitting the nail on the head i think they're really really good ones um but for for guys for anyone obviously i'll put your if you're okay with it i'll put your instagram handle in the the comments below um so if anyone wants to check you out check out what you're doing maybe give you a follow um uh but ben first like again thanks for jumping on um on Thank the show you really you're you'll be episode 38 i think you'll be going it'll be going out in three weeks and for anyone listening to the show uh who's interested in wanting to become a youth coach or work with youths and athletes uh definitely check out ben's instagram he's got tons of like really cool content on there uh, and it's just it's it's showing you what he does best uh and again it's um we need more coaches to have that type of mindset and empathy to help as many youths as possible to give them again a better a better outlook on their sport a better outlook on their life uh, and then if you are listening to this podcast don't forget to give me a like and subscribe follow uh, a positive comment if you have any questions about working with youths again put them in the comments below I'll be happy to answer anything that you have. And Ben, again, thank you very much. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Trust me, every time my alarm goes off, depends on the sport a little bit, but it just, it, I need to worry. They're bad at what I teach. I'm so excited to hit this workout. Yeah. I'm so glad my parents never let me. You're listening to the Live, Live, Play podcast.